Inside Westminster, Chapter 53, Another Mad Day in Brexit Land. Staffers were manically phoning around to bring forward the cocktail party arranged for that evening. Yes, it's starting at five, not seven. Why? was the usual reasonable response. Don't ask, just be here, was the standard response. And so 150 MPs, special advisers and other important persons, all recently returned from summer vacations, arrived in the garden at number 10. Few knew the reason for bringing the gathering forward and were informed when all were sloshing back their first glass of champagne. We're going to stem the flow of disloyalty once and for all with a PM statement to the nation. Anyone who dobs on us will be sacked from the party and if we lose the fight this week, we'll call a general election for the 15th of October, barked Benedict. If unicorns pooed, you could have heard it plop on the neat green lawn. Such was the silent incredulity pervading the perfumed garden. It is fair to say that several members of the cabinet, the ones with wafer-thin majorities in their constituencies, were having second thoughts about such wholesale duping of the electorate and about the threat to their own party members was going a bit far. But it was too late to change one's mind or simply jump ship. Through the door of number 10 stepped Potty, briskly, confidently, as if born to this great role. And then splodge, absolutely nothing new, except a sinister veiled threat that to those in his own party who'd threatened to rebel. At that time, the number of dissenters was in single digits, so damage limitation after such goading could be managed, or so Benedict had calculated. But Potty was punching the air with fervour, trying to convince his listeners as to the sense of his own argument, which actually he had lost the logic of. Never mind, he kept going for the allotted ten minutes and then was gone, leaving the crowd of media folks scratching their heads as to what precisely the point of that message to the nation had been. That was Monday. Tuesday told a different story, and as Potty was standing at the dispatch box, saying too many times, we don't comment on. Since when? Since it suited a number ten team who were operating in the murky world of clandestine shenanigans, led by the arch-manipulator extraordinaire, Benedict Morgan. And then right in front of Potty, out popped Dr Diath. He strode across the floor of the house to sit next to Joe Swanson, who was beaming from ear to ear. That hadn't been expected, and Potty clutched the lectern harder as if to steady himself. The vote came and was much worse than had been predicted. Ben had calculated a narrow win for the party, but they lost and quite considerably. What now? Amongst the rebels who voted against their own party were many truly big guns, along with a dozen or so misfits. Disloyal to a man had been Ben's opinion when this defection scenario had been wargamed, so good riddance. Meanwhile, before all of this, Potty and Mandy had decided to get a pet, a dog, from a rescue centre just to reinforce their save-the-world credentials. A little terrier was delivered all the way from the wilds of Wales, so any earth-saving brownie points were immediately cancelled out by the fuel used. The wee chap was cute, with a gorgeous wide-eyed look, but he had not been house-trained, 
As Mandy mainly worked from home, the job of coaching the hound into pooping outside had fallen to her. She began this task with gusto. Don't shit on your own doorstep, you ugly mutt, Mandy's voice echoed through the corridors of power. But too late, they had. Thank you.